0: And welcome to That's Canon Canon, uh, That's Canon is a new podcast produced by the Frank Armstrong Collective In conjunction with Dave Dave, how do I pronounce your last name? I feel it, like It's Kozio. Kozio. Kozio If you want the Polish version, it's Kojo, But it's Kozio I'm not even going to try and do yeah, the don't, Polish don't, version Because that's going to turn into some racist-ish <laughs> yeah. Where I'm going to yeah. sound like I'm trying <laughs> to make fun And I'm going to feel all rude And I'm going to be like, I done messed up <laughs> Uh, in the background, you were listening to Free Falling, a beat produced by the one and only Toby, who is one of the hosts of this awesome show. Toby, abstract. how are you doing?
1: Abstract. Yes, Not true. too bad. Not too bad. You?
0: I'm good, man. Do you want to give people a little uh, rundown of what Abstract is real quick, uh, if they love that instrument? Abstract,
1: uh, it, it's pretty much my, uh, my producer, my... Uh... One of my aliases, actually. I have another one, which is 186 Beats, but I haven't really like started doing stuff under that yet. Okay. So I'm kind of like I'm doing two different personas, two different types of producers in my head. You know, I have two different genres in there. I kind of want to split them up. So.
2: Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
1: Cool. Freefalling falls under abstract.
0: <laughs> that's uh yeah. I have so many names. Uh, Kid Converse was gonna be my rapper name back in the day.
1: Jasper. Kid Converse.
0: Kid Converse, yeah.
1: Oh, dude, I love that. I know. Yeah, that's I mentioned like, it before. I, I, wear, you guys... I, wear, I, wear, I wear Chucks all the time, yeah. so that's my... <laughs> that's,
0: that's where it came from. I used to always wear a converse, and I was just like, maybe I should turn this into a name, and I was just like, kid converse, but it's also because I like to converse, so... Oh. Yeah, there's ah,
1: yeah. a little double
0: entendre there for double you. Double <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, and I am Brian Doc Um Toby and I are host of Geek Tastic Cypher here on FranklinArmstrong.com. And Dave is a comic book writer as well as a comic book
3: consumer. Consumer and colorist now. Oh, I and I've, colors. I, I've, I've upgraded a little bit with uh, Trinity now. Oh, damn. So it actually gives me quite more of an appreciation for the for when I'm reading, actually. It's, it's, it's
0: hard as fuck. Yeah, it's not easy, right? I know. I know, I know. Uh, so we're going to start... Man, I, I,
1: remember, I remember I remember, always wanting to, like, make a comic book of my own when I was younger. I used to, like, meet up with my friend and we'd, like, draw and, like, think of ideas and stuff like that. I don't know what happened to those dreams, man. They seem like they could happen when I was like thirteen.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Squared Idea, yeah, yeah, is we, we, an we, initiative that would still allow you to yeah, do that. Do you want to tell you, people about? Yeah, it? I was
3: about to say. Um, well, we have Squared Idea, which is the banner that uh, I've made. Uh, Trinity, my comic book. Well, my my co uh, I write with uh, my co writer uh, Chris, who draws in black and white. I do the coloring for it, uh, or I'm starting to do it. Um, And we have this underneath our Banner Square idea, which is a a Montreal-based company where we are hoping to uh, start our own comic books through it and then also help any independent artists who are trying to get their feet off the ground. Uh, trying to hook them up with uh, either helping them, guiding them to get the resources that they need or pairing them up with other artists to be able, like if you're an artist, you're looking for some something to draw, we'll try and find you a writer and vice versa. Uh, right now we're keeping it to the written of uh, writing of comic books and mm-hmm. whatnot, but uh, we might expand it to, to bigger things depending on how successful we become. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, if I had to give a quick uh, note to anyone out there, uh, just because of what Toby said, uh, if you ever have an idea, the reason why they escape is because you don't write them down. It's always important to write down the ideas.
0: Yeah, comedians say that too. Whenever I listen to like comedians on podcasts, mm-hmm. one of the first things they always say is, "If you get an idea, write it down. Write it down immediately. Middle of the night on the pooper, mm-hmm. uh, having sex, just write it on her back." Anyways, uh- <laughs>
3: <laughs> I actually heard of a, a singer once writing it on his underwear oh. when he was drunk. Actually, oh, Billy. I don't know if you guys know Billy Talent, but one of their yeah. um, one of their main songs, I think, the X just because he was drunk at a bar, and he was just like, I have a pen, I have no paper, and just... Wrote on his underwear. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, well,
0: guys, we are going to be starting our first episode off with uh, Moon Knight, Volume 1, Lunatic, written by Jeff Lemire and art by Greg Smallwood. Uh, The comic came out in 2006, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I'll give you the quick elevator pitch. Uh, Mark Spector, a.k.a. Moon Knight, Jake Lockley, Steve Grant, Stephen Grant, apologies, has been fighting criminals and keeping New York safe for years. Or has he? When he wakes up in an insane asylum with no powers and a lifetime's worth of medical records, his whole identity, identities, are called into question. Something is wrong, but is that something Mark Spector himself? So, with that Um. said...
1: On many levels, yes. Is that's, that's yes. Mark Spector and many others within Mark Spector.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if we were each to take our own quick stab at trying to pitch this uh, after we've read the first five issues, um, I think I would pitch it as... Um, what, what's the one where Jack Nicholson goes to the insane asylum? One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's uh, Nets? One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nets, yeah. So it's One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nets meets Batman. Is how I would probably. That's my one-line elevator pitch for
1: that. That's
3: actually not a bad, yeah. not a bad elevator pitch. I, I would twist that. I, to, I would. Oh, sorry, go. I'll topes, topes, go ahead. I'm
1: sorry, I was gonna say I'd go as far as seven monkeys.
3: Ooh, yes.
1: Kind of, kind of, kind of deranged. Yes, yes. Uh, with uh, what was the second one you said again? Uh one flew flew over the cuckoo's nest and Batman and batman so pretty much uh seven monkeys and batman for me
0: seven monkeys is one with bruce right bruce yeah. Willis. Yeah. yeah 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 wait is it Where seven or like... twelve monkeys
3: no it's yeah it's twelve yeah i was like hey, I'm, I'm like thinking, wait like,
0: i'm
1: thinking seven lucky numbers 11 and yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go, there you go.
2: <laughs>
3: um, no i completely agree with you guys i don't i would just say if, if it was my one-liner i'd say more like fight club meets Batman reality. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. that's how I would see it. Uh, that's
2: how the, see
1: it. So pretty much mix all of those. Yeah, 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 it's just yeah Mix true. all that, but <laughs> Batman's definitely the constant.
0: Yeah, Batman's always there. <laughs> Sorry, Moon Knight. We all know, we all know you're essentially Marvel's Batman, but they went, they went one step further with the insanity. Is essentially what we're saying. Um, yeah. So the, um, I mean, just a mini kind of synopsis of the story. I mean, as per what the description is. Uh, Mark Spector has been fighting crime. I think this is considered volumes... um, You know what? I'll double check that. But if I'm not mistaken, it's volume 7 of the Moon Knight series um, as it's written under Marvel. Because you know how every time they restarted a number 1, it's a different volume. Yeah. So I feel like this one is true to the fact that it it accepts the fact that the other volumes existed. The the way it's written, the way it starts off where he... He has memories, and the fact that right. uh, the fact that there's a reference to, to how he became Moon Knight by Khonsu mm. makes me believe that this is a story that takes place in a. It's a continuity, and it it actually does continue.
1: Yeah, because it's not an origin story of any sort. No. It's, yeah, it does. It does almost seem like there is a history that he's yeah. aware of, that we're of as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So going into this one, uh, if you are interested in reading this one after you listen to our review, I would highly recommend, if not reading previous incarnations of mm. uh, Moon Knight, at least doing the research to find out more about him. Because I feel like if you don't, this is even more confusing.
3: I I could I can completely agree because I I actually jumped into this. Not knowing anything about Moon Knight, mm. the only thing I knew about, oh, sorry, the rumor I heard about in room, uh, Moon Knight was like he was Marvel's Batman. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing I had heard about before. And then when I was starting to read, it, I'm like, okay, this is. There's clearly something behind too it, weird. and, and yeah. I end up like going on like Wikipedia and what. I'm like, oh, now a lot of like guys yeah. And it actually made me have a bit more of appreciation. Like I like continuity and whatnot. So the yeah. fact that they're able to like weave everything into one and not make it too long of a process to get there was actually very good
0: yeah 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 i mean this is kind of a nod to what they've been doing in the cinematic universe for marvel where you are foregoing the origin stories and just kind of jumping in we they skipped yes, it for spider-man thank you very much guys. yeah thank you very and to, much you've <laughs> said it before on the on the on geektastic you've mentioned that you don't always really need to fall back on telling an origin story you don't.
1: We have flashbacks for that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> give exactly. Me someone who's like something relevant happening in their lifetime right now and then show me how they got there. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't need to know when they were born and what they ate for breakfast. Every day. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to know all those things. I just need to know what's happening right now. How did they get there? That's it. You, you just, you just need the goal points. To,
2: yeah. yeah the nugget the little yeah. nugget man.
0: yeah and I think that the comic book industry is taking cues from that because if anything if Moon Knight's an indication of the direction that a f- future writers are going to be getting, this is a really well done version of that in which you know uh, and it, it helps to the story it helps the idea of the story that this character doesn't this character has a history uh, he remembers it but that history that he remembers might be part of a broken psyche and that makes for an interesting story Mm. Um, right,
1: because he can't even trust what he's anything. He exactly,
0: exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, that's how I see it, guys. What are your thoughts on? Am I am I am I, am I right? Am I no, on the I, same I page think, or am I, I on think, the same page? I
3: think you more or less hit, it on, hit on the on the head. I mean, I don't want because I know we're gonna start tearing tearing things apart and whatnot. But the one yeah, thing, this uh, is just the intro. Uh, yeah, exactly. But the the one thing that was really really interesting about it, like you said, like you know, you're bringing in the past, uh, you're doing it in a way. So because even even at that, like if you're able to just properly focus it. I had to read the first issue like twice you <laughs> properly focus like you could see how things are e- easily driving and whatnot. now like the one thing that is actually very cool about this book is the the artistry which that I'll leave for later because that's the thing I was mm. really interested in with what they're doing but like the flow of it oh, can be confusing initially it's actually very well done yeah.
0: yeah 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 from issue 1 through 5 I mean it's a really well told arc really quick uh, it's actually a pretty fast read too yeah it's uh, crazy some...
1: fast because there's not very much to actually read on every page. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of image. It's a lot more imagery than actual words, I think, yeah. in, this, in this. In these first five issues, anyway. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh. So I mean, that's our introduction for it. Uh, that's the elevator pitch, as we call it. And uh, we actually are going to get to a quick segment right now, uh, and then we're going to come back to our review. Uh, so this segment, for those of you who are actually, this is the first show. For those of you who are being introduced to the show, the segment is called Judgment Call. Judgment Call is where two of the hosts, so either Dave, Toby, or myself, and the other one is the judge, and the two that are playing against each other will pick characters that they feel are underrepresented in their respective universes or, you know, spaces, and they'll have a debate. So they'll present the case for why they feel that character is underrepresented they have three minutes to do so uh, they get to go back and forth and then they have one minute to break down the other person's argument after that the judge will get to make a call the judgment call in uh, this week we are having Toby and Dave uh, gentlemen. Uh, Toby first who would you who are you selecting in this edition of judgment call
1: now this is someone who's making it into the mainstream recently okay um, but I still feel deserves more than what we're going to be given in the movie coming up because the movie coming up is not going to be about it. Oh, which character is Cable. Oh, so appropriate <laughs> that I is, uh, is that is a good, okay. good character
0: selection. So uh, okay. Toby is going to be representing Cable in this edition and Dave, who are you bring to the table
3: well i'll be boasting or should i say boosting booster gold oh boy <laughs> so oh. Time, time traveler it's very appropriate That's... and it's really hilarious <laughs> that you're that you chose it one's,
1: him. One, right. one's, one's, a, one's a, a thief though <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh,
3: wait
1: wait wait <laughs> till your turn <laughs> we, don't yeah, start yeah, yet yeah yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, won't, we'll I, won't I won't need all 3 minutes and make <laughs> make, sure, make sure you okay
0: <laughs> and uh we imaginarily flipped a coin earlier and toby you're going first there you go go. Uh, so toby i'm going to let you know when your time starts um so ladies and gentlemen on this first edition of judgment call toby repping for cable and your time starts now
1: all right like i said i won't need all three minutes but what i'm going to do is i'll give you a quick little rundown of who cable is uh his first appearance was in new mutants number 87 Uh, As Cable In 1990 I believe Or 91 I'm not sure exactly The year right now Uh, Real identity His name is Nathan Summers And Just to give you a quick synopsis Of who that is He is the son of Scott Summers Who we all know as Cyclops Madeline Pryor Who is a clone of Jean Grey (laughs) (laughs) Oh god Um, Cable was raised In in the far future From his own uh, For his own protection um, Only to return to the present Much older than his dad um, with combat abilities that no one could have ever thought of um, and he was and you can see there's a scar on his face I believe yeah mm-hmm. and a robotic right arm um, he's a character with sort of a convoluted history uh, I, I think it gives like screenwriters and writers in general anyway like headaches because like you know he's got a lot in there that could be told and there's not enough, not one good way I think they found to actually tell that story um but I think his tragic background is what helped turn him into a fan favorite to begin with. Um, So I think there's a lot to be told in that, and if they just took their time and and told a really good story about him, I think uh, this guy could be a big hit. And I think he will be, thanks to the Deadpool movie coming out too, which which is a huge plus, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll give you a rundown of his abilities. He's got quite a bit. Uh, Cable was born with telepathic and telekinetic abilities. the only issue is (laughs) to the extent that he's able to utilize these powers um, he can't use them too much because they drain him There's an infection it's called the techno-organic infection I think Um, and his powers are negligible compared to his uh, traditional fighting skills because of it so he needs to restrain um, a little bit because otherwise he'll obviously die Um, I don't really think there's much more to say than this other than like this is a guy from the future got a lot of powers he's got a lot of rich story and uh, he's a son of cyclops and gene gray okay that's it that's okay. all i got man so
0: all you right. had you had 40 seconds left you're you're good nah. okay yeah, so that's gonna bring us to
3: <laughs> i am so interested. yeah dave Enjoy. dave's <laughs> been like dave's <laughs> like sitting here like like i'm salivating um, right?
0: yeah i'm like so ready to do this <laughs>
3: I'm just going to get myself prepared
0: Okay, so that was Toby's defense of Cable as an underrated character, and now we are going to have Dave's for Booster Gold. Your time starts... Oh my god, he has a lot of notes, man. Your time starts...
3: (laughs) Yeah, he he said he was making a lot of notes. Yeah, true, yeah.
0: (laughs) Your time starts... No.
3: Okay, so first of all, I'll start off by saying you chose one of my favorite characters, so I know a bunch about Cable, but for Booster Gold, it's actually someone who I actually do not like, and after researching him, I was like, holy shit, this guy is a lot more important than I thought he was, Uh, so one thing is his perception is that he is a um, celebrity-seeking thrill junkie trying to be a hero just to to get the the likes and whatnot, which is actually a huge cover-up for how important he actually is to the DCU. Uh, So with that being said, um, uh, important notes about Booster Gold that a lot of people don't know because they just see this yellow and blue guy and he's all all goofy. Uh, Important parts about him though is he's been part of major story arcs such as the OMAC Infinite Crisis which actually he's one of the people who solved the issue at hand. Uh, He actually gained Batman's respect and friendship by doing so. Um, He is actually the father of Rip Hunter who is the mainstay of uh, DC Legends. Um, he's actually the wave rider in that show is actually named for one of his alter egos uh, fun fact uh, He's considered in DC as the um, uh, Master of time the multiverse and hypertime, which hypertime is essentially the multiverse but timelines instead uh, So that's like really important that like no one knows about uh, He's faced huge villains such as brainiac and doomsday and survived which I find no one knows about Um, he is someone who, by trait, he's someone who's looking after time. So, if you actually were to give him attention, uh, you'd see him be able to explore different eras, timelines, universes, characters for the DC, uh, universe. Which is really important because they've gone through a lot of changes, such as the New 52 and Rebirth, which you could use them as a way to, like, plug in all the ways of uh, the, the loopholes between the universes. And essentially, he could be the DC Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy of You. Uh, if you were to get his own comic book or TV show, it actually doesn't necessarily have to be focused on him. It could be focused on, uh, like I said, characters. It could be a perfect team-up book. So not only are you exposing him, but you're exposing other people. He could have a book where, you know, it's all about uh, Robin doing all a bunch of stuff and then he does something wrong and then he just goes in and flips a switch to, like, fix the universe. But you could learn a bunch about a character by not uh, focusing on him. Uh, and I'm not going to take much more, uh, oh, other, the other fact is that for him, although he, he's more than like a human, he has, like, just a, a symbiote suit that helps him do stuff, uh, or sorry, a, a techno suit that helps him do stuff, uh, he's someone that, although his stories could be funny or serious, all the consequences could be important, lastly being said, uh, he's completely underutilized compared to his other, uh, famous Time Master counterparts such as Cable, Bishop, uh, Doctor Who, Marty in the Doc, Rick and Morty, Hell, Bill and Ted is well, well known and more respected than Booster Gold, and that's not right. That's not right. He could be a joke in his own universe, but he shouldn't be a joke in reality because he's actually super important.
0: Okay, okay, that was uh
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I went to town. I ended up reading about him and like I found out so much cool stuff about him.
0: That's the uh, that was the buzzer. Uh, so Toby, um, you got one minute yeah. to rebut, uh, starting
3: now.
1: So, quick question, Dave. Yep. The flight ring, where did he get that from? The what? The flight ring, where did he get that from? The
3: flight ring, he got that from Legion, Doom. Or sorry, Legion he, of uh, the he, future, the I'm Legion sorry, yeah, of Legionnaires. Uh, legionnaires, yeah. He got it or he stole it? Uh, In one reality, <laughs> he was given thief. one, and one he was, he was stolen. Your superhero
1: is a thief, all right? <laughs> oh, oh I can't guy, wait to, like... <laughs> he's a thief. He's also the reason why his friend is always in trouble. You want to know who his friend is? His best friend, his supposed best friend? Ted Cord. The only thing I would give him for that is the fact, in this regard, is the fact that he actually decides to come back in time and save his friend a couple of times. That's the one redeeming factor in this this crook's life, actually. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In this crook's Uh, life. Time travel, the reason no one knows about him is because no one cares. He's a joke in his reality and ours. Oh. And he'll never, I don't think, he make it into the mainstream. He's not an interesting enough character. His history, as far as Batman respecting him, that's just Batman giving him a bow.
2: Ooh. Oh Damn. <laughs> okay.
0: That, that almost felt personal at the end. Yeah, I know, eh? Like yeah. he's like, How dare you choose Booster Gold? Right. How dare you choose Booster Gold?
3: <laughs> Sorry, going a little too close to the mic. <laughs> that's funny.
0: Okay, so buddy, I'll go uh, for it. Your minute starts now your guy
3: plays god all the time bro that's all he does he is, is play god. god so like god. if you're going to condemn mine you can't condemn his second of all you're go- you're doing your reaction is a perfect example of what i was saying everyone's perception of him is that he's a joke but if you actually learn about him he has a lot more important things going on such as being one of the strongest time masters in the universe uh cable has already had his chance he's had his chance he's had his chance in comic books now in movies in many tv shows Booster Gold has been criticized as a joke the whole time. This is supposed to be giving people a spotlight to shine. Your bro, the other guy, shine, and now he's rusted like his arm. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, he's a he's been treated like a bitch in many scenarios when he shouldn't have been. Thirdly, if he wasn't for his little computer that memorizes everything in his arm, he wouldn't know his ass from his elbow. All right. Second of all, like time shifting all the time, dude. He he he's created 50 versions of himself. How like insecure is he? Oh. <laughs> uh, lawyer. Damn.
0: Rusted like his arm. Oh my god.
3: Uh,
1: which one's personal? Which one's I personal? Know, I, I know, I know. I love I cable. Know. You
0: both went personal. I love that cable. That spelled really deep, guys. <laughs> do
1: we do we need to talk about this a bit more? Those are, those are our clients, man. Those are our clients.
3: We're going to, to, to relationship counseling. Yeah. <laughs> Guys,
0: I got to say, for the first one, that was amazing. Uh, So, take into consideration both sides. Toby, you made an excellent argument for Cable. I think some of the things you said are specifically why Cable is one of the fan favorites. Uh, He is uh, an amazing character, has an amazing history, has a rich history, has a lot of really great connections, and is connected to all the right people to make him a star character who deserves spotlight. Dave, you selected a character that... Um, is a thief, I, I grant it. One time. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but I mean, a lot of what he does starts, stems from that. Uh, he's a strong character with scrupulous moral d- decision making uh, at some times. But. Um, A lot of the things you said made him sound super interesting. His abilities, his history, his family connections, and the things that he is overseeing behind the doors where everyone sees him as a fool, but he's actually doing a lot of quote-unquote God's work, let's say, Mm. makes him sound like a very interesting character. Uh, with that said, Toby, I do apologize, but this one goes to Dave. Oh,
2: I think... I mean... I got the one hand clap. <laughs> the one,
0: two, one hand clap. <laughs> uh, I'll explain it as, to me, the... Obviously, the judgment call comes down to trying to make the judge feel like this is a character you want to read more of. You both right, maybe right. want to read more Cable and more Booster Goal. Based on some of the things that Dave said that I never knew Absolutely. about Booster Goal, I really want to look into Booster Goal now. At the end of the day, yeah, he sounds like a far more interesting character than we give him credit for. Hence, judgment call being about trying to introduce you, the listeners, to characters you may not pay as much attention to. And in this case, both of them are characters you should pay attention. Or two, but in my case today, I'm going to probably end up reading quite a bit of Booster Gold this weekend. Um, oh, so yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, so that was the first, uh, that was the first judgment call ladies and gentlemen and uh dave with the win
3: congrats uh, man uh, thank you but well done sir honestly yeah, when you yeah, chose cable yeah. i was like damn it i might lose <laughs> i mean you, you both <laughs> i didn't want i didn't you, want to hate on i love i actually love research.
1: yeah you definitely did your research That's what,
3: what i, like. I mean I, I remember one time uh we were doing like a practice run and i remember doc had like all these yeah i have like, encyclopedias a <laughs> in front of me I'm like okay well i gotta bring my a-games just how we're doing it <laughs> Yeah, I I'm mean, also a bit too competitive in that. <laughs> no,
0: that's fair. That's fair. That was a good one. Uh, so you guys definitely—that's one of our favorite segments to do. We uh, we judgment call is a lot of fun. So we'll hopefully be able to introduce you guys to a whole bunch of new characters through that one. Um, uh, with that said, we're going into our next segment. This is the review of Moon Knight Volume One, Lunatic issues one through five of the 2016 run, written by Jeff Lemire and Greg Smallwood. Uh, so uh who wants to start who wants to give their breakdown their review their understanding their feelings
3: um, well uh I'll, speak I'll, about your feelings how, how <laughs> did it move you um yes yes, yes.
1: um when you talk about the overarching story though i mean it, it, this is more of a i guess a rebirth like yeah. finding yourself mm-hmm. again kind of story for the first five issues
2: yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, at least the first four anyway in the in the fifth one he, he kind of starts to get his you know his footing again and then obviously as we know at the end of the fifth issue uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he disappears again. Yeah,
2: yeah yeah, um. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so for me, reading the the comic, and I'll I've I've read it before, and I had to reread it for this um for the show. Mark Spector has always been a very interesting character to me. Uh, Toby, we did an episode of Geektastic where he was one of the DTD characters. DTD is a segment we do, Drain Team Up, defeat, and the character. Uh, we t- And we selected characters with mental illness. And we selected him, Batman, and Sentry. Um, mm. So Sentry diagnosed. Bla- um, uh, Moon Knight di- pretty much diagnosed. And Batman diagnosed. Mm. Um, and Moon Knight as a character has always been super interesting because... Marvel uh, and I, you know, maybe they didn't base him on Batman. Maybe we say that. Maybe we all see it because we like to see similarities between characters. But the reason we say it is because at the end of the day, he really is, you know, the Moon Knight. He's a a character who who prowls the night with a cowl and a cape, and very similar to Batman.
1: Exactly, I was gonna say not dissimilar to Batman. Exactly,
0: yeah. And uh, at the end of the day. What they, what I feel the writers and creators of Moon Knight did was take the fact that there are mental issues behind the cowl and bring them up to the forefront. And they took aspects of Bruce Wayne and Batman, the kind of dichotomy, the split, and they turned it into Stephen Grant, the rich millionaire Moon Knight, Mark Spector, the the like almost black ops soldier. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they tur- they threw in Jake Lockley. Which... Or is it Lockley? Yeah, uh, Jake Lockley. Who reminds me of... I don't know if you guys remember from Batman the Animated Series. Um, Batman yeah. has a character that he plays. His streetwise yeah, character. Matches Malone. Yeah. So Jake Lockley seems like Matches Malone. And yeah. I'm sorry, I, I know I shouldn't, that's not part of the story. But the reason I'm saying that is because sometimes when I read Moon Knight, I feel like I'm reading a Batman story that someone took and was just like, what if Batman was actually crazy and in a mental asylum the whole time? Like an alternate universe of <laughs> yeah. Batman. Yeah, and and there's, there's stories about that. There's people who've written that, you know, um, Dr. Joe Kerr, like, Joseph Kerr <clears throat> is the Joker, yeah. and that Batman is actually in a mental asylum, and all these characters that he's yeah. seeing, and that was fan fiction when I read it. Oh, really? Yeah, a couple of years ago I read that it's a fanfic that someone wrote where, you know, Batman is actually crazy, he's in a mental asylum, and his doctor is Dr. Joseph Kerr, and his nurse is, or his, one of his psychiatrists is, um, what's her name, uh, yeah, Harley Harley Quinn. <laughs>
1: I mean, they could still use Harleen Quinzel, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then, <laughs> yeah. and, and they, and all the other villains are people who are either in the asylum who pick on him, and mm-hmm. that he's fighting that's, against. That's
1: interesting. And, so you say you saying that right now brings it back to Moon Knight. It's kind of exactly. like he's, yeah. an, he's in Arkham. Yeah. And the the people that work there are probably are the villains because they're pretty much picking on him the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. But, trying to lobotomize him and stuff like that all the time so yeah it's true it's very 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 similar to
0: it and that's the thing because i had read that that like fanfic description little story reading this felt like someone took that and went full throttle with it and it's and I, i mean i always wanted to see a version of that story that the fanfic batman story so that's what made this fun for me uh, Mark Spector, as a character, is going through a lot of things. He wakes up, he finds out that, you know, the whole history, like we said before, the multiple volumes that came before are part of his, you know, known history that he has. And he's now woken to a situation where he doesn't remember anything. And Khonsu, who is possibly either real and actually gave him these powers and he actually went through all these things, or a figment of his imagination, is trying to talk to him.
1: And you as someone who's reading this, you don't know either. So you're, exactly. you are Mark Specter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you him. are Mark. You are him because <laughs> you're not even sure if he is Moon Knight or if Moon Knight even exists. Yeah. He goes between two realities at the same time in the asylum. At one point, he's seeing people as regular humans. Yeah. The next moment, he's seeing people with dog heads. And he's kind of, <laughs> the whole thing is, so more Egyptian, is, is very Egyptian themed.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. count um, be Egyptian. Yeah.
1: Mythology, right. So everything he sees is pretty much E-g- Egyptian related. So these are like people with dog heads and the names are
0: like,
3: uh, what's the name of well, the... Well, Amnet.
0: Amut? Amut, yeah. Um, yeah. Amut because it's Emmet the name Emet? and
3: it's Amut that he, he yeah. claims yeah. that it is because the, Amut's the god of judgment. Judgment, yeah.
0: Funny enough, judgment call, but yeah. And, and, and then you have Set, you have um, so, Sobet, I think Sobet yeah, shows up he's, at one point. He, yeah,
3: because he's in the prison. He, yeah. He's in the prison because he's like, he thinks he's, that's when he tries to mess around with Mark thinking that Kansu's actually manipulating him. Yeah. And one thing that I thought was really cool, um, because you could have done this in a really simple, you know, uh, straight line, the same arc, same uh, artistry the whole way through. One thing I thought was really interesting about it is that every time he goes into a new reality whether it's a a memory uh, a fake memory whether it's him actually living out uh him being in a uh, identity or, or which mm-hmm. or what have you um and maybe this is just because of the fact that I've, I've started to do the whole you know comic book in the last year or so and started getting into the drawing and the coloring and everything um but the fact that they use different art styles for everyone mm-hmm. and um the actual like uh sleekness of those art styles is actually mm. very surprising like for example when you start off the first one it's almost like you're reading one of those old school comic books yeah it's very simply art it's, it's very simple they're using the very basic colors to accentuate everything and then all of a sudden it jumps into uh like when you're doing the the cab driver the lockley, J, lockley yeah. it's like all of suddenly bright colors and this and that and it kind of i find it also kind of affects like his mood like one is the the reality where he's uh in in prison at the hospital is like more dark Yeah. whereas when he's in a uh a happy place everything is brighter and whatnot. i find they took uh, a really yeah, it, they, it's they, very, sorry go on
1: it's very interesting you say that too because on certain pages when like something like when he's getting lobotomized for example the the frames on that page are in the shape of an exclamation mark yeah so there's yeah. like six different frames and they kind of shape up an exclamation mark oh. it's kind of cool yeah oh, they oh, do you really mean electrocuted
3: job. right you're refra- yeah sorry electrocuted yeah 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 yeah, and then uh, and then overall, the other thing that's really cool and, and you know, and this is something that sometimes be corny, and I don't think they made it corny, mm-hmm. and I think that was something that maybe the writers took a time to be like, we can't do this. Is that when he compares because well, when he goes from one alternate reality to the other or, or memories, uh, obviously people in one reality show up in the other reality, either have yeah. different names or different uh, appearances so on and so forth but you know when you're reading it it's it's very easy to figure out what's going on you could see where the mirrored reality is and where it's going mm-hmm. and they do it in a way that again it's not corny but at the same time you're not you're not trying to search and figure out who's what you know like it's not yeah. one of those things where you're like oh wait is this that person No, it's very it's very easy to identify yeah, whether they, it be by a they set it up so that or whatever yeah
0: each color each character crosses over enough that you don't get lost when yeah. you flip and Mm -hmm. that's interesting um if anything though one thing that i think is we don't get lost as readers because they've made it clear but mark tends to get lost yeah and that's an interesting thing it's funny to read a comic book where your protagonist is the one
1: who's lost Mm. because
0: that's not usually i mean yes your protagonist i know
1: i know what you're trying to say yeah lost but he's like He's lost in the sense that, like, he needs other people to help him find his way yeah. so much so that you don't think he's ever going to find his way.
0: Yeah. Whereas, yeah.
1: like, for example, someone who's lost, like, a Batman goes on a journey to find his way and ends up finding his way. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's not he's, – he's still planted firmly on Earth.
2: Yeah. This
3: guy
1: is gone like he's he's, he's in outer space in his mind.
3: Yeah. The thing is he seems to suffer and I don't know if it's because of the electrotherapy or because like you see him get <laughs> I belted so. with a lot of drugs as yeah. well during the thing. Yeah, he, constantly can, can a he, he constantly loses his yeah. memory. He constantly loses it. He didn't even realize he was there for cuz in the insane asylum right he's been there since he's been 13 or whatever 12, yeah. or 12 and he's Which like is crazy. no crazy. I,
2: yeah.
0: I mean as a storyline Yeah. It, it, like things that make it hard for me to figure out what's going on. I agree with you. Him trying to figure out how have I been here since I was 12 is a pretty big part because he says it himself at one point. Institutions like this don't exist anymore. Like mental institutions Mm. where they look like the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest is not really a thing in the way. Like television tells us it's still like that, but that's not really how they look. Mm. And he says that because he's just like, this is all fake. And he's constantly trying to explain to – he's trying to justify his need to escape and his understanding of the situation by trying to –
1: And and what's messed up about that is that, like, even though he thinks that because everyone else around him is telling him that that's not true, it it can really mess with you like crazy.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It it really does. Well, it's just like you're – because at one point in time when I was reading the first – uh, five arcs, and there were some specific panels that I went over, even one or two uh, issues that I reread, or mm. Because when it comes to something like this, like, for example, if you were to compare this to, um, uh, let's say Fight Club or, or one of these movies where you have the, uh, going through a different reality shift, um... You try and figure out, okay, which one's the real which one's the real reality? Is it this one? Is it this one? Is it yeah. really that he is one constant person somehow being torn through different dimensions? At one point in time, I feel like they're really trying to make it seem like the mentalist decision. You know, he's just really here. He's just crazy. And, you know, he's oh, going... That's my
0: take. I was yeah. telling you before we started. I, I legit think that Marvel has finally decided to write the story that we've always needed for Batman. You were actually yeah. crazy. You've mm-hmm. been in the mental institution the entire time. Going issues one through five. Every like Jenna talking to him and being like, Honey, that's a police officer. Mm-hmm. Or like, don't you see them? It's just like, you mean the rain? Like yeah. the, and I feel like and while reading it, that Crowley character that you meet, I feel like he takes advantage of the fact that Mark thinks he can get out and he uses mm-hmm. Mark as a, the means to get out of the, the mental institution. It
3: could be, because remember that time when he gets on the boat and he gives up his soul? Yeah. Maybe that's how he's actually getting out, because it's actually a cab driver who's yeah. allowed. But like, the I'm, thing... I'm just going to get out. I don't want to
0: continue with you. You got me out. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So but, but
1: the one thing... It's interesting you say that, because I actually do agree in, in the sense that, like, I do think he is insane. I don't think he... I, like... I almost want him to not be insane It's yes. weird Because I, I, I want to believe Because we're used to this I want this superhero to exist mm. but, but I do know Based on everything I'm seeing right now And how his personality switches And how his reality switches As often as it does That this guy I'm probably just reading Like you said yeah. <laughs> One who flew over the cuckoo's nest but the one- At this part.
3: But the one thing I was wondering because as you said right he he says like you know this is outdated all these things are are, are weird what I'm seeing is weird mm. and when I when I hear that it's like I'm wondering because you have this guy Kansu and you who's trying to take over his body to be able to live right yeah. and you could tell that there's people who are trying to stop Kansu yeah. so I'm wondering if is there a chance that one of these realities are true but the prison uh, the the prison that someone who's tried to put Mark in is a mental prison that is him thinking that he's in the mental institution. Mm. Or, and then on top of that, I mean, making When you that, say mental
1: prison, you mean someone like keeping him telepathically? But- yeah. Yeah. Like, like let's
3: that. say one of the other, because it's we're basing this off of Egyptian gods or whatever, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you have one guy who's like, okay, well, let, let's just guess that the Moon Knight is, is real, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make you crazy. How am I going to make you crazy? You're going to think you're in an alternate in this this this, this assailant's arm, and to make you think you're even more crazy, I'm going to put a bunch of false, face, false realities in your brain. Yeah. So that might be a story arc. As Plus, well, but you can throw it's, it's, in... Car- but, then,
1: but then what's happening with the real character of Moon Knight in this scenario? Is he just sitting in a chair somewhere vegetable? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? We or, don't know or, yet.
0: Or who that's, uh, that's the thing, right? I mean, that's an interesting take on it. Because if that's true, the person is definitely someone who knows him well enough to know his history and to know the characters around him so that they can use those characters to play off of him. I, I mean... My, I think for me, my favorite character in the story is Jenna. Jenna is this black woman who <laughs> is in the mental institution and so, I guess ran a diner at one point mm-hmm. and has two sons. And the reason I find her to be the most interesting is she's she's the keeping it real character, right? She's mm-hmm. the one who's always looking and when she sees things happening, she says to them, guys, that's the, like that's not um, sand falling, it's rain. That's not Sobek, that's uh, that's a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, who when is j- she
1: then? She's uh, She's what, our anchor? We're supposed to I hold
0: think, on to her. I, yeah, I mean, for me, she was. She's the reason that I think that everything we're seeing is a setup, and I think Crowley is faking it because if Crowley. But then
1: why does she choose to stay in her in her diner then?
0: see that i don't know i didn't understand and i don't know later on when she's just like when she starts saying i see the sand i don't know if she's saying that because she actually is seeing it or if she's saying it to just appease him because yeah. i mean if you take so in issue four and i brought it up uh, I, I pulled it up for myself so i could see exactly in issue four mark gets into a fight with the police officer and john paul dies or gets stabbed or something i mean it's hard to tell because we're only seeing it from mark's perspective and in mark's perspective sobek bit Jean-paul on the neck what really happened I don't know maybe he shot him in the neck and he bleeds yeah. out um
1: that's true because there are in a different reality yeah that's true yeah
0: so if we're looking at it through because we're only seeing it through Mark's perspective because Mark is the protagonist of our story so I don't right. actually know what's going on because Jenna's just like you know Jenna sees what's going on, sees that, you know, the, the Jean-Paul's dying, sees that Mark is obviously off his kilter because he just assaulted a police officer, and then all of a sudden, this whole world where she kept saying, no, it's, it's a police officer, no, it's this, Jean-Paul dies, and immediately her next line is, is that sand? I don't know what's happening, Mark, because if you're in a situation where you're with someone who's unstable and dangerous, what's the best way to keep yourself safe? Mm. Appease that person. Whoa.
1: Or what, you think she maybe had a mental break right in that moment, too?
0: No, I'm saying, if anything, what she's, used, what she's doing is, oh, I'm just going to pretend I see the same thing you see and right. keep you happy. Because uh, he says to her, will you help me? And then he's just like, whenever you're going, Mark, it's got to be better than here. Obviously, there's a dead body and you're in the street. It's definitely better than staying there. And then she takes him to the diner. Granted, I don't get the diner situation. Like, I don't fully understand that moment. But from reading it, I feel like it's one of those moments that, like, she's just trying to figure out the escape. She's trying to figure out how to stay safe with someone who, if I'm looking at it... And like I said, I still think Mark is in the mental institution or he only got a block away from it when he broke out...
1: So the, the Jenna thing is, I mean I see I definitely see your point I could see yep. how that Could be true Just the way it's drawn And the way it's written she, It's very convincing That she's starting to see it I don't I don't, I didn't get I, that no, Sense that you got
0: No I, I I agree with you I definitely agree yeah. with you That it could be That she, she is seeing it And she's finally giving in But I, I'm just trying to think Because I mean This comic is no, crazy No I get it This comic crazy It's
1: think, all over the place I think we also We have to be aware That there, there are going to be Curveballs thrown at yeah. us as well Well the so. comic
0: Is making me insane man Man. That's the point. I'm in, I'm actually in the asylum in this one. But one
3: that's
2: thing, true.
3: but one thing I wanted to add on, just because we were saying, uh, well, sorry, I mean, like, you know, oh, trying to, I, and I'm just trying to be devil's advocate, like, let's say it's not, they're not in the same asylum. Uh, there's one picture where you see, uh, well, one of Mark's memories where you see all the main characters actually in a diner, they're all having fun. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's one yeah. little pin, picture. And then what made me think about, it, I'm like, what if that's the reality? Mm. So that means that's all his friends, and in order to really mess with him, whoever's doing this to him actually took his friends and made them insane too. Oh wow, that's
1: well. That's I thought that as well.
3: Oh, yeah. interesting. In which case, that would yeah. explain why she couldn't see anything before, and now she's seeing things. Oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean. Because like you see them, see them see all have like reality that. checks. Yeah, throughout okay. the, the book.
1: That, so you know how we, Doc, are, I mean, you and I are saying that chances are he's insane, and this is all like we're seeing someone breaking down. Yep in front of us. Yeah. The other side of it is you actually believe that he is Moon Knight and you, what the statement Dave makes makes sense in that scenario.
0: God damn.
1: About his friends being brought in and them being, you know, temporarily insane as well and then all of a sudden now they're seeing what's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And, and it also explained why a cop, why a cop, and people can't see my fingers so like, quote unquote, quote, unquote yeah. <laughs> blatantly randomly kill somebody. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the one thing I did. I did right. uh, that's the thing that made me actually... Frenchie's death is what made me feel that he wasn't insane. Mm. Because, like, if it was a real cop, a cop would tase him. A a, a cop would be able to restrain a person. They wouldn't have to blatantly kill him. And not just kill him, like, (laughs) go for the jugular, dude. That was, like, insta-kill. Like, insta-kill, I'm enjoying watching (laughs) you Say your last words. Uh, I hate that I have to say but, this, but <laughs> you're saying that from the
0: perspective of a white man.
3: As black guys, <laughs> as two black guys, as two black like guys,
0: I definitely see a scenario where a cop pulls a gun and starts slaying okay. people in the street. Okay, we're not
3: trying to go on that. <laughs> no, we're not no, trying no, to get no. on a political <laughs> no, thing. No, I, don't no, no. I don't want to be a token white guy, and like I don't want that's not why my plan is here. So <laughs> no, that, late, that's too another too side. That's that's a whole <laughs> other topic.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, I'm, but, uh, I, legit saying though, because you're saying like you wouldn't see how a cop could just. Kill somebody like that. I uh, honestly, from my perspective, I do see how he could just
1: kill him easily. Also, also, he was attacked first. Yeah, and on top, and on top of that, he's outnumbered yeah so take, so, if not not sure. take race not, out of it he's, not, ta- he's yeah. not shooting to subdue he's shooting to kill because yeah, his yeah. life is in danger yeah exactly if we take that's race fair. out of so it
0: on. i mean d- everything toby said applies still yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. i'm shut down i'm, I'm still <laughs> <laughs> i still do enjoy that you were the one that said it if, as soon as you said it i was just like
3: ah yes <laughs> sorry, <laughs> i'm teasing no, you buddy i'm teasing <laughs> i have like a dunce cap like on people can't see right now
0: sorry
1: toby I said it wasn't even a question to ask. We just like,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, that's the, the review of the comic right now. Um, this off, we are going into our next segment. This is Best, Favorite, Worst. Uh, this week, we are going to be selecting our best, favorite, and worst X-Men. Um, so how do you, how do you guys want to, ha- Dave, would you like to go first?
3: I'll take, I'll take a stab at it. Um, I mean, uh, one thing I think, uh, uh I'll do, I'll say is that, uh, in, in my assessment, I'm just going to take Wolverine out of the equation. Yeah, we if to you take, agree yeah. to that, o- yeah. only in the sense that like, I think everyone would be like, well, he's the best at what he does. All, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, and then a lot of people are going to be upset. <laughs> you are going to be like, he's on the front cover of every single, is Wolverine bo- not he's not in every best. book alive, you know, like, so we're just going to kindly take him slightly out. Yeah. He's out of the equation. Um, so i think uh the the best is is a hard is a hard thing to say uh i think the best in the sense if you're going to talk about power and everything uh it would be jean gray in the sense that she was she was the phoenix she's the one who without her we would have never been exposed to the phoenix for the first time and whatnot and uh honestly one of my favorite story arcs uh was actually when the phoenix came back and was split between the five x-men being cyclops namor magic colossus and I know I'm missing one. I can't I remember know. him at the moment. Uh, Emma Frost? Emma Frost. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Emma. It was uh, another one I can't remember at the current moment. I think um, it was Emma Frost. Uh, no, because I remember her. And- oh, yeah, it is, because they had yeah. a fight. Yeah, it is Emma Frost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say Jean Cray I think, is the best. Uh, also, because she's brought out some of the best story arc and has allowed us to see uh, many things, such as like uh, mm-hmm. intergalactic wise as well. Uh, I'd say my favorite. Um, And again, taking Wolverine out of this, uh, I think I've always had a a soft spot for Gambit. Uh, I love Gambit. I find he's a little uh, underplayed. And when I found out that Mr. Sinister took out like 75% of his power, I'm like, this guy's a bit more badass than anyone really knows. That's true. That's always something that people forget. He's like
0: uh, really depowered. Yeah, exactly. So I think
3: he's always just been one of my favorites because he's also one of these guys who's sleek. um, And he has like that that, je ne sais quoi about him. Uh, a little man crush yes. on him maybe. Wow. Um I I definitely say my worst I know exactly who he is. It's a specific student. His name's Goldballs and oh. like I'm gonna just be honest. Poor gold that balls. is that is this that's his thing. He shoots gold balls out of his his body at any time. He can't control it. Uh, it's not like these gold balls hit something and explode or something. He They're- learns to control it though. He's shooting gold basketballs at people, dude. Like I'm not I'm not he's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst. And oh and he's also a pussy for like so long of a period of time. Like you yeah. see someone who's like afraid because he only has balls. Yeah. Uh, for a guy who has balls, he has none, right? Oh. I-oh. You won for that, <laughs> And I'll pass it on I-oh. the toes <laughs> Um
1: man, best and fave is kinda like it's hard to pick which one. I I there's not to me a best, I guess would be like top twenty best. Right? I can't necessarily say one is better than the other If I did have to pick that, I would pick Wolverine And unfortunately we're not keeping him in this <laughs> um, for, for the same reason We'd all probably pick him Yeah. Um, but I will go with one of the best X-Men And in my favorite X-Men movie So far, X2, the opening scene With Nightcrawler in the White House Nightcrawler to me, best And that depiction oh, of Nightcrawler yeah. to me is the best as well yeah. Alan Cumming oh, it Did so well And man, that opening scene with him ah, oh, Taking out the guards and Oh. I was like, "Whoa! Imagine you've never seen this on screen—a character like this." Oh, the a... first time I saw it in theaters, I couldn't believe it was happening. I was like, "Oh my god!"
3: When I got, they the... actually did it. When I got the DVD, I rewinded that like twenty times. It was great.
1: Yeah, same. Maybe five hundred.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he actually has one of the best. Uh, and I'm not trying to take anything away from you, Toby. So I just want to add on to your point. He actually has one of the uh, the best um, cameos in a. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. He has like one of the best like video scenes that they do as yeah, well. He's great. very good. I have
1: to take a look at that. Um, yeah, so I think as far as like my choice for best, today, and honestly, this is probably someone I should have gone with in Judgment Call earlier because <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely love to see more of him either in the movies, taking just in the forefront more and less of the scared, you know, character that they've kind of made him out to be in the movies right now. Um, Fave. Ooh, this one's tough too. Um, Fave, I'm gonna pick him because again, someone I feel like they've just not done enough justice in any iteration. Archangel, oh,
0: good, yeah, good selection, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: there's so much, there's so much I feel that you can do there. I myself personally am guilty of not knowing very much about it, Archangel, but that's because it hasn't really been pushed towards like the forefront,
2: yeah.
1: Um, Aside from you know his whole um saga where he loses his wings and gets the metal wings you know like that's the most famous one that I think I think most people know
2: yeah
1: um, but I think he deserves to be a prominent part of the team if not the movies at this point at this stage this is a character. I mean look at him he looks cool <laughs> like this is literally an angel in real life. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the worst. It's funny enough because this is a character that Dave brought up not too long ago for I forget what segment or something we we're doing a while back, but Shattered. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's like just he's just another like mullet-bearing like fire <laughs> Like I'm I can't talk to you right ro- now. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this as the Rock, all right? Shatterstar, you're a mullet-bearing pirate. pirate. <laughs> <laughs> pirate shirt wearing impractical weaponry wielding mother lover um, no nah, he's just that's terrible right.
3: I don't, I don't <laughs> like that character <laughs> I so know if we ever face off in judgment call I, I you are in spoils spoiler alerts what's gonna happen <laughs> oh
1: man he's bringing Shattered All right, alright well that's, those are my selections anyway
3: one thing I wanted to add just because you were talking about Archangel and because I so happened to watch the movie yesterday I watched X-Men Apocalypse and the one thing I agree with you, you should be in more movies but now he's dead Uh, which is just stupid because he in the movie you see him break out of a a steel prison with his and then he's in a plane and he can't leave the plane because he can't puncture through the steel frame of the plane to leave and he dies brutally in a plane crash the irony made me so angry in the
2: movie
3: (laughs) I I, even yesterday I almost wanted to whip like my remote at my TV I was like it still makes me this angry to this day (laughs)
1: These guys already know my feelings on X-Men Apocalypse. It's yeah. so low,
3: so low on the bar. There's a, there was a lot of good things, but maybe nah, it was that last five minutes at there's the end with good. the suits that made it made me happy. <laughs> uh, so nothing f- good
0: about it. <laughs> so for me, the best is Storm. Uh, Storm represents so many things. For someone who is treated like a goddess to be that humble, mm. um, she's also one of the best leaders, if not the best leader of the X-Men. Uh, I mean, Cyclops... You know, might have been the more recognized leader but when it came down to it Storm to me comes across as the one who's more well grounded once again for someone who was treated like a goddess being grounded seems like something that would be hard to attain but she does it so well um, at least in the comic book universe in the cinematic universe the, the depictions of her were never that positive um, yeah Halle Berry wasn't great and the other young woman uh, I unfortunately don't remember her name now but her version of Storm craved power in a way that storm never really seemed to me to crave power
3: that way. But, but young storm, when she's a thief. Sure. Yeah,
0: I get, yeah, I mean, I get that. Uh, And that makes sense because she was scared. She's on the streets. You know, she's living her life. She's trying to make a name for herself and survive. So I, I could see how power would be something she would want. But it's just in the comic book, I guess I'm just used to... I've never really seen Storm to be that type of person. And the,
1: for that reason, yeah, she... Yeah, they made, they, made they made her a common, like, street rat on yeah. yeah,
0: so she's the best for me. Uh, my favorite, uh, I don't know technically he's a
3: X-Men. I could confirm this. I looked at the list this James morning. Maddox. James Maddock, the Multiple Man, multiple man. he's never an X-man. He's x Men. He's never an x Men. Only even. X-Factor, Yeah, right? yeah. He's, he's being very closely associated, but he's never been officially on a team, I think.
0: Ah, oh, that sucks. I mean, then that, that means for me favorite is Gambit. Because it's always Gambit or it, it's, it's, it's always a toss-up between Gambit and Multiple Man. Because they both have similar attitudes in the sense that they're rogues. Even to the down to the, the trench coat, which has become the rogue's uniform. Oh, yeah. Rorschach. Yeah. yeah. If you're a rogue, you wear a trench Raphael coat. Always yeah. Has it. yeah. Yeah. Uh so I mean yeah. So it's funny you say
1: rogue. Was was rogue and gambit ever a thing? Yeah. 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 yeah oh, yeah. yeah. It's oh, a yeah. Huge okay, thing, yeah. That's, that's a I was gonna thing. say. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, and then the worst X Men for me, I'm pretty sure this guy's an X Men, Mimic.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I hate Mimic. What I, Mimic
0: do do Mimic Mimic's powers. That's all he does. So <laughs> he's just like a different... He's like... He's uh, the Peter Petrelli of heroes. That's... So to, like an, uh, a mystique of... of uh, a mystique? Uh, no, because mystique no. can actually change her body. This guy can just pop fake claws and make fake... St- he
3: sucks. But are they... As, like, example, if he tries to mimic Wolverine's claws, are they adamant? No. Are they just... Oh, okay, so he just... No. Oh. Oh, he can
1: just... But you know, can, I, can I point out a point here, though? You remember how you just brought mystique and. the... First X Men movie, Mystique actually takes on the appearance of Logan, Wolverine, and pops claws as well.
0: Yeah, but I think but it's, because it's physical. Yeah, 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 I do. But when she, when they actually put claws to claws, hers weren't. Oh, they, real, snapped. Were they? Hers were they snapped. Hers were yeah, fake. Right? Exactly. So, yeah,
1: exactly. So wouldn't that be the same thing as mimic then?
3: Sure, because if he be mimics the exact power. Like, let's say he mimics the exact healing abilities of Wolverine, he, and is all saying Jack. Sorry,
0: I pulled out my encyclopedia for this one. Um, <laughs>
3: uh, the son of research scientist
0: Calvin Ralkin, uh, blah, 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 his name's Mimic. can ape the power and abilities of up to five individuals at a time, can only wield power at half strength. Oh, okay, so he gets... So instead of adamantium claws, he'd get, you know, steel. steel. Yeah. Some pretty strong claws. Uh, He absorbed Wolverine's healing factor once and survived an encounter with the Hulk. That's not bad. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's impressive. He still sucks. There you go. (laughs) He's when it comes to worse. I can't stand that kid. Put put him in the dugout with gold.
1: Reminds me of of Skin. You guys remember Skin? No. Yes, I do. Uh, I do. Skin, I'm thinking I'll I'll get you his his ability to.
0: Oh, sorry, homie, cut out for a second. You want to repeat that?
1: Sorry, I was was like, I'm going to get you his abilities real quick. So, Skin possesses approximately six feet of extra skin. Ew. (laughs) He was capable of stretching, deforming, wrapping, expanding, and compressing this extra amount of epidermis. But this is he's a, skin, a crap,
3: he's a crappy version of the elongated manner of Mister Fantastic. Yeah, no, but I mean, I mean if
1: he's in that extra skin to like do all these acrobatic stunts and stuff like that. That's it, dude.
3: Does it always h- like, is it always
0: hanging off, or because he t- can he tighten it back?
1: Yeah, I mean, he can do whatever he wants with it. He can manipulate it however it wants. But oh, so really it really
3: is just like good. an elongated man. Because I just imagined like, just because you're like, does it just stick out? But yeah. he's, like lifting up his arm, and it's just like this flap that he's just like I, I, he's trying exactly. to do like the banshee thing when he jumps off a building. <laughs> Oh, that's exactly, like it. flying squirrel. Ew, actually, anyways, actually, sidebar <laughs> Banshee's also one of my hated. Oh, yeah, this you'll the- have to
0: save him for next time. Then, that's, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, best favorite worse here on that's canon. And uh, yeah, next up, our final thoughts on once again Moon Knight Volume One Lunatic 2016 from writer Jeff Lemire and artist Greg Smallwood. Uh, so guys. Final thoughts. What are we feeling? How did we feel? How do we, would we recommend this to a friend?
1: I, I'll, I'll go first. I, um, yes. So I picked this up on my own, um, it, like months ago because mm. I think Moon Knight has come up a couple, like quite a bit actually in yeah. our discussions on, on, Y-Y-Tastic. And, yeah. um, just one day I walked into the store and I picked up Luna take this first volume. And honestly, I actually will like to read whatever, wherever this goes, because yeah. I've never read a comic book like this in terms of like, me not being sure. You go in knowing what to expect, except, sorry. You go in knowing what to expect from the hero, but mm-hmm. you don't know where the story is going to go a lot of the times, right? Yeah. This time you don't know what to expect from this guy. You can't even trust him at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't trust him. You can't trust him to take you where you need to go in this story. Yeah. So you kind of at the same time are figuring it out. It's crazy. You are figuring it out at the same time as him, and you hope that you have a better grasp or understanding of his story and his life than he does.
2: Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. crazy. So it's actually one of the most compelling reads I've had in a while in terms of an actual comic book. It's that's in almost written in the form of a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Put it that way. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I would definitely out of. every rating this out of five or ten? It's, uh Five, usually.
0: Okay.
1: Five. I will give this uh, a very great.
0: Wait, wait, hold on. That, wait, wait. Yeah. Let's do it on ten because i i feel okay. like uh, on 5 it limits us cuz we once you it, it, say it, 4 it, you're like damn that's 80% and yeah yeah exactly so yeah, i yeah, was yeah. actually
1: giving it, it 3.75 but i'm so, going to go with 8 seven. out of 10 for this one
0: 8 on, okay
3: there you go okay yeah, do you want to go first, Dave? Go ahead, hit us. Uh, I I will give this one thing. I'll give the the book definitely top marks in regards to the artistry. Uh, if you're someone who uh, really enjoys art, uh, I really think it's 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 really well done. Mm. Uh, in regards to making suggestions, I would maybe not make this suggestion to all the comic book lovers out there. For I'd I'd give it more to people who like unique story arcs, mm. uh, like anyone who I knew who I know who likes really psychological and wondering. What's going on and like has like that mystery aspect of it? I would definitely make this suggestion uh, for someone who's jumping into it and doesn't know a lot about Moon Knight and doesn't want to do any Background check you might be a little less in- intrigued uh, And you might get a little well, bit I, con- was,
1: I was I was one of those people sorry to cut you off I was one of those people that, and honestly super interested.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> well that's the
0: thing. Well nothing uh, Yeah, but you like comic books Oh, I see. If okay. you're talking,
3: you're talking like if I was to pitch this to someone who's never read a comic. Exactly. Before, like I'm saying, like, if you're just okay. talking to the average person, they might not necessarily pick it up. I think a lot of people this who are like, the, comic it's
1: not, not a good first read. No, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, it's I like
3: if, if, I, if I was picking up someone off the street, I'd be like, pick up Spider-Man. I'm not yeah. going to offer you Moon Knight. Yeah. But if you're if you're a, an avid comic book reader uh, and you need something new. This is definitely something that I would put I'd yeah. put out there. That's really um, cool. And as far as migrating, I would give this a solid I'd give it a solid seven. Uh, if if it was a bit more my into like my ballpark, I could easily have given it an eight, like Toby did. Though, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'd give right. it a strong seven um, based off of like a general public aspect.
0: Yeah, uh, for me, I uh, I think th- the way I would pitch this to people is the same way I introduced it. If I would tell. Batman fans specifically if you're a Batman fan and you've always wondered what it would be like if Batman was actually crazy this whole time this Moon Knight story is a perfect start for you it takes all the kind of aspects of a shattered mind that you that your lead protagonist would you know might have and puts you in a world where you have to question every decision and every person and every thought every thought he has you're wondering is this the psychosis is this now that Dave's mentioned it is it someone playing a trick on him and like telepathically controlling his mind is it Um, you know, is everyone just
1: you? Is it you, the reader? Yeah, am I? Am I going crazy? I
0: feel like I'm going crazy. But that's what I. And I mean, I like a story that makes me question it. And uh, I'd also add on top of that, I would probably pitch this to people who prefer graphic novels. Because Toby, you're right. Mm -hmm. I see this more as a graphic novel fan read than a comic book. One hundred and ten percent. One hundred and ten percent. This, at the end of the day, comes down to you. I'm not saying if you're the like casual fan you you fan you couldn't jump into this but if you're someone who's looking to start comic books we've I think we've both we've all said it so far this is really not the place for you to start it, it's it's a little dense uh, it's well written. Uh, but it, it jumps around quite a bit and it helps to know Mark's story a little bit. Um, at least, like I was saying, Toby, you know comic books enough that you knew who Moon Knight was. If you were right. someone who's never read Moon Knight and you mm-hmm. pick this up and you, the first issue is about someone in a mental institution who seems really confused and you, you, you don't understand his history, the references to the history won't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if you really want to and this is where you want to start and you find stories like this interesting, by all means, mm-hmm. we're not saying don't do it, but I'm saying it helps to know the history. Yeah.
3: Well, you know? it's, it's just like we said earlier on, like right? whether you like... Um uh, I gave Fight Club. It was yeah. uh, what were, I forget. Uh, uh,
0: you gave Fight Club. Yeah. I said one who flew, flew over their cuckoo's nest. And Toby, you so said twelve monkeys. Monkey. Yeah. If, if
3: you like any of those types of things, True. definitely a pickup. Definitely True. a pickup. True. Or if you even like, uh, if you're someone that likes noir, yeah, on noir stuff because it has that feel to yeah. it. And again, I don't know if it's a noir stuff or a graphic novel like we've been saying. Yeah, exactly. Those would be the reasons to pick this up.
0: Yeah. Uh, So those are our final thoughts, guys. And uh, one last segment for you. Top. Of the pile. This is where we tell you guys about things that we've uh, recently read. Uh, we don't usually go into too much detail, but it's more just like why you should. Uh, I'm going to go first because I have two things I want people to catch up on. Um, the first one is the latest issue of Saga is out. Uh, issue 49 is, it came out the, recently. So if you guys are looking for. If you guys are fans of, you know, kind of a. Uh, what Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings style, style story they're up to issue 49 right now so you know I I wouldn't say start with this issue but I would say if you want binge away because it's a very good read and then the other one I would tell you to read is issue 144 um once again this is one where you should read the whole thing but issue 144 of Invincible came out the mm-hmm. final issue by Robert kirkman he wraps up the entire story sure. in this issue and it's actually really touching it go- it's it, it's it's super interesting it's it's well written Um, I think it was a little too fast paced for me personally because it I mean he legit had to wrap up every story okay um, that Invincible has gone through for 144 issues. So that's a lot of work to be done. Um, and uh, So it's quite heavy, but it's really good. Uh, so those are the, my two top of the piles uh, gentlemen who would like to go next
1: right. uh, I'll, I'll go real quick because I don't actually um, I've been a little, I've been slacking a bit in terms of my reading so I got a lot of cash enough to do I don't want to make any recommendations just yet until <laughs> I've read a few okay a few more um, But I do have one future recommendation up as well. Okay. <laughs> uh Kinda Coates codes writing Captain America.
2: Yes, oh, right. Captain, July Fourth. Captain
1: America was after he was written by a, uh, sorry, written into a Nazi hole. He's finally gonna get you know <laughs> yeah. pulled
2: pull out of that, yeah,
1: pulled out of that, and, and given his proper, hopefully his proper dues. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for that one. So once that one comes out, I'll definitely be on that. I think maybe we should cover it on the show as well.
3: Oh, nice. definitely. Yeah. Um, I will. I will do a a shout out to to um what Brian said. I actually started reading uh saga. I got. To, I'm at. Uh, issue 18. It is actually a very, very good, interesting read. Um, but my top of the pile would be. Uh, I could make a suggestion of two. Uh, one would be Red Hood and the Outlaws. Right now, you don't. Uh, and been a lot of reiteration since uh, the New 52 came out. But if you were just to take the Rebirth version, which you would see. Red Hood with uh, Artemis. I think I brutalized her there um, and then Bizarro. That's the team that the, the, the yeah. trio team uh, It's a very interesting read I think I, I might be one issue behind but it's very interesting And the current story arc is how Bizarro is actually not dumb Oh, Something happened story. to him that he's assen- he's essentially just as intelligent as what would be Superman. It's actually very mm-hmm. interesting so what
1: is he, like uh, he's a reverse Holdor uh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, kind of, I mean, kind of. I mean. Basically, I don't want
3: to, I don't want to spoil anything. But basically, he was exposed to something that basically had a reversing effect to his uh, being dumb. It's uh, and uh, whether it's permanent or not is unseen. But it's, it's very interesting because it's, it's just an interesting take on Bizarro and who's usually a one-dimensional character.
0: I will ask one question. Does he still speak in reverse though? Yes no. means no. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh,
3: but I mean, at, at, when he starts off, because initially he's, he's dumb. He still talks slow and sometimes mm-hmm. mixes up words. But now. After the event, I'll say, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Mm. Uh, he becomes intelligent. It's just, I thought initially when I read it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be dumb. And then, like, as I've read every issue since, I'm like, this is really, really interesting. Mm. And another arc I will give is uh, the Despicable Deadpool, which is now, ironically, his. the first arc is him going after to try to kill Cable. Because, uh, long story short, Strife uh, saved four people for Deadpool. Four people that Deadpool loves, he saved. And he's like, well, now you have to kill four people and that's what starts off with the despicable Deadpool, and the first person he has to try and kill is Cable, and it's a very good, interesting story arc, in which case if you did see this, you'd notice how Cable is actually a Kind of an asshole, like, you know, a <laughs> <arresting> Trump. <laughs> no, nah, gonna start it's Still it. a, It's, a, it's, a, it's a definitely thing. personal. You it's,
0: know,
1: I left everything. I left everything on the court, bro. What's I know. What's I what's know. What's I what's know. What's this is bragging rights. Ju-
2: ju-
1: judgment call is done. He's still talking about it forty minutes
2: later. Anyway, you won, man. You won. Oh, man. Um,
3: no just, I, I that was just playful hating um but uh no but definitely bo- both of those uh but i will give the the caveat i I'm am I'm unbiased i love Deadpool i'll i'll, I'll watch yeah. anything Deadpool so or talk anything Deadpool so
0: Okay, boys, that's the uh, that's the first show. Thank you guys for so much for tuning in to this wonderful podcast. This is That's Canon, available on FranklinArmstrong.com, um, and uh, hopefully you will listen to our other podcast, Geektastic Cypher, uh, also available on FranklinArmstrong.com. We're probably going to put this first episode up on our same Geektastic Cypher stream as a special uh, to introduce people to it, and then we're going to continue making uh, more uh, more more episodes. More episodes. Uh, so stay tuned yeah. for more that's canon. Uh, so once again please come back. Do you want to tell people your the website for yes. all the subscribed uh, ideas? Yes,
3: yes, yes, yes. Um, well just to throw it out, um, again if you're interested in, in, in trying to uh, start up a a new comic idea or you're an artist looking for some type of connection to the comic book world uh, you're more than welcome to reach out to me uh, Chris Nicholson or Mike Wilcox at squared-idea.com you can also check us out on Facebook Uh, we we currently have two issues out right now Trinity and The Fathom which you can check out on uh, Patreon Uh, just look up squared idea or those titles and you should be able to find in which case i'll even just give a shout out to patreon it's a good a very good way to find new artists and to see uh, upcoming artists that don't get backed up by the big two and dc and marvel and uh, yeah that's about it and then for us, you can always follow
0: us on franklinarmstrong.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Strong Franklin. You can also follow us on Vero, the new uh, social media app. We are doing really well. We have uh, more followers on Vero than we have on Twitter right now. Uh, so, a big shout out to everyone following us on there. Our name on Vero is Franklin Armstrong Collective. Uh, so, we post up links to ep- episodes, we post up recommendations for trades that you should read. And if anything, we're probably going to post up uh, this uh, lunatic as one of the things that you should check out. We'll put this up as a recommendation. Um, So, And then also find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Franklin Armstrong D-O-T-C-O-M. And if you want to check out some of our stuff on YouTube, we have that under tinyurl.com slash Franklin Armstrong D-O-T-C-O-M. That's the show, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back in soon i can't I don't, I don't want to tell you next week or in a couple weeks we'll be back soon you'll get <laughs> next another episode. next episode <laughs> oh there we go that's what we'll yeah. say we'll be back next episode so thank you very much for tuning in we're out guys have a good Turn one on. Peace.